the top. Let's go. One, two, three. Tua takes that stage tonight and can say, I'm here now. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Tua's down. He got body slammed. He got thrown down. And they're coming out right now. Oh, boy. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. It's a tough moment for everybody. Earlier on the show, San Francisco 49ers tight end, George Kittle. Still to come. Cleveland Browns wide receiver, Amari Cooper. Actor and Steelers fan, Joe Manganiello. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Welcome to hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show. We are on the air here in Los Angeles, California. Just hung up with George Kittle. And we're on the verge of welcoming in hour number three into our studio, the actor Joe Manganiello on our program. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial on the show. We had a full conversation about Thursday Night Football from the actual results in Cincinnati, Ohio to Tua Tungo Vailoa being home with his teammates now after flying home despite a frightening, scary, awful hit and reaction and hospitalization, but for a brief moment. Uh, you've been talking about it as well. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the show. What's more likely? Chris Brockman's going to give me that. Some scenarios over the weekend. I'll tell you what I think is more likely. Uh, we'll take a look at the rest of the Week 3 schedule as well here on the program, but we turn to the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line and talk to one of the best in the business, as he has been for years since coming off the campus of Alabama, now new to the Cleveland Browns, who are 2-1 and one heading into Atlanta. Uh, Miles Garrett just spoke to the media with uh, uh, a bloody left eye, but other than that, seeming no worse to wear, saying he hopes to be a game-time decision for that after a frightening accident of his own over the past week. But joining us on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is wide receiver of the Cleveland Browns, Amari Cooper, how you doing, Amari? I'm doing well. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Of course. Absolutely. Um, I'm just going to jump right in. Um, h- how are things for you to um, be in Cleveland? How have you, how's, what was that adjustment process for you, Amari Cooper? Uh, you know, I think I'm a very adaptable person. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was, a, uh, it was a pretty smooth transition. You know, I you know, obviously uh, had to move you know, across the country. But, you know, other than that, um, just being able to stay focused on uh, football and stuff like that, it was it was pretty smooth. Um, you know, it wasn't anything to where I was struggling to adapt to the situation. So. Okay. Were you surprised that you were traded, Amari Cooper? Um, I, I wouldn't say I was surprised because there, there were, like, rumors lingering, you know, like, in this social media era, I was, I was able to see those rumors. So it, it kind of... Um, you know, it kind of got my antennas up. So by the time it, it had happened, I wasn't surprised, not. Okay, so then let me dive a little bit deeper. Why do you think you were traded, Amari? I don't know, man. I don't know the mindset of Jerry Jones, so I can't exactly tell you why. Okay. Uh, do you have any theories? Any? any... <laughs> 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 Um, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of theories out there, but um, I'm going to just go over what he said. Um, I think I saw him say something like a couple of days ago, actually, um, on Twitter. It was just like um, the amount of money they were paying me or something like that. I guess it was too much, and I guess um, he felt like they could do other things with the money. So. Okay. Um, are you aware, Amari Cooper, 
of how much you are missed by the Dallas Cowboys fan base. Are you aware of that? Has that awareness reached you in Cleveland, Ohio? No, nah, it, hasn't, it hasn't really reached me. Um, well, let me tell you. Just... <laughs> let me tell you. Um, there's been quite a bit of a conversation. I've got a Dallas Cowboy fan right here. Do you want to tell him how much you miss him, TJ Jefferson? Do you want to tell him? I mean, on behalf of Cowboy Nation, I'm just going to say, Coop. <laughs> miss you, dog. We miss you, man. Man, it feels good to be missed, I guess. Well, I'm sure it also feels good to be where you are. Um, And so walk me through um, Jacoby Brissett and your ability to connect in a way with him so quickly, Amari. Yeah, I would say the the biggest reason we've been able to have um, the connection that we've built so far is just communication, like, I mean, throughout the week, he's always asking me. He's always, like, texting me, sending me videos of film that he's watching, um, showing me, like, um, similar routes that we have in and how guys that I might be facing that week have been getting beat on that route, et cetera, et cetera. Like, it's constant communication throughout the week. So that's been the biggest thing for sure. So he's watching film for himself, obviously, to prepare himself for the game, Mm -hmm. like, say, against Atlanta. And he's noticing something on film. What is he just shooting it with his phone and then sending it to you, or it's an actual clip, or is that what's happening? He's doing with you. Yeah, yeah. He'll um, he'll like record a video on his phone and send it to me, and then he'll be like, "What you think on this? When, when you have this route?" And then I'll, I'll communicate that to him, and he'll be like, "Yeah, I see it the same way," or he'll be like, um, "Nah, I don't think that will work as well as the way I, I'm seeing it because of X, Y, and Z." So. Great communication. And how helpful as is that for you? The, the reason why it's very helpful is because um, uh, Coach Stefanski does a really great job of, like, you know, with the stuff we practice during the week, mm-hmm. um, most of it carries on to the game, and we end up running, like, I would say 90-something percent of the plays that we're practicing. Um, and so, you know, with other um, – with other offensive coordinators, you know, we get to the game and it's like a whole new game plan. But I say that to say the reason that that it's helpful is because he'll um, send me those recordings and we'll talk about how I want to, how he wants me to run um, a certain route that we've been practicing. And then like clockwork, the players caught in the game will remember that conversation and uh, it's been working. So are you saying in say a previous stop? There wasn't a consistency between plays practiced and plays called during the game, Amari Cooper? Wait, we said again? Say Are you saying then in a, let's just say a previous stop of yours in the NFL, like, okay. there wasn't a similar consistency between plays practiced and then plays called in a game? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. I'm saying, um, I'm saying like here. Yes. Let's say we, um, Let's say throughout the course of the week, we have because I mean usually a game is like eighty plays or something like that. Let's say we have um, 80, 80, uh, 90 plays in the game plan. Um, we're gonna run eight, those eighty that we practice. We're gonna run like I mean those ninety plays that we practice. We're gonna run like eighty of them. Those eighty in the game, but like at other places um, that I've been. Of course, of course, you're gonna run what you practice in the game because yes. I mean that's why you practice. But it's not like um, 
as big a percentage, if that makes sense. No, it totally makes sense. I'm just trying to get Dallas Cowboy fans' hair more on fire when you talk about them. Coop, it's okay. You can say the Raiders. You can, you can say the Raiders. It's, it, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but I, I just love watching the offense at work, uh, Amari. It's certainly the way that Chubb is running the ball, and clearly you were teammates with uh, an A-lister in Zeke. Any similarities between Zeke and Nick Chubb that you see, Amari? Yeah, um, a lot of similarities. I mean, they both run really hard. <laughs> they both run real hard. They're both uh, really strong players. Um, yeah, they both have good speed. Uh, so yeah, definitely, definitely a lot of similarities. And then what does he? What does he? What does he bring to the offense? Obviously, there's Kareem Hunt as well. But it just seems to me the way that he runs the ball and it, the way it opens other things up, and then also gives you that physical mindset, uh, it, it looks contagious to me. I wonder what it looks like from your perspective. You're actually in the offense, Amari Cooper. Yeah, I mean, as a receiver, as a receiver, Kareem and um, Nick, those are, my, one, my favorite teammates. <laughs> but two, the best teammates that I can personally have. Um, it makes my job a hundred times easier because I know the defense, you'll be a fool as a defensive coordinator to not, go into the game and say, we have to stop this guy. We have to stop these two guys. You know what I mean? That's like the primary focus. And so I just I just get to sneak through the back door. So I'm loving it. Well, I mean, not to create any dissension, Amari, but uh, let's just say early December, there's an SEC championship game between Georgia and Alabama. You're going to still call Nick Chubb your favorite teammate? You're going to do that then? <laughs> you going to do that? I mean, he, he knows how it is, man. I don't think he, I don't think he ever beat Bama. but i mean you know georgia is the national champ right now though right am i wrong but i don't think he ever beat them oh i see how many times did you beat georgia i only played them once what's up with that I don't understand. I don't get it. I'm a michigan guy michigan plays ohio state every year and georgia and alabama should be playing every year you know I mean, yeah, it's, it's weird. Yeah, some teams you just don't play every year. Thing. Well, oh, by the way, it just hit me. Uh, you're the perfect person to ask this question because I ask this of everybody in um, who comes on the show from Alabama. What is the the most you ever pissed off Nick Saban? Amari Cooper. <laughs> the most I ever pissed off Nick Saban. Yeah, what happened? Uh, you got one. Let me think. Let me think. Uh, I can only really only. I can only really remember two times that that Nick Saban like somewhat got mad at me. Uh, one was when I was a freshman, and um, you know we, we were done with the period. And the thing is, you can never like really walk on the field. And um, I was I was kind of walking to the sideline after the period was over with, and he just like ran behind me and was like, "Get off the field!" Like he screamed at me. And then there was another time. Um, I think I was. Yeah, I was. A, I think I was uh, sophomore, maybe. Um, but I don't really, really remember. I just remember that time getting like yelled at. But other than that, I, I don't. I wasn't one of those players that really pissed them off. Okay, because you were too damn good, right? Is that what it was? Was that what it was? You could be honest. You were too. I good. mean, you know, honestly, mm-hmm. uh, the better players don't really get the <laughs> really get the um, oh. get them pissed off as much as the as. <laughs> As you know, the guys who aren't starting at the time, you know. Mm-hmm. 
I get it now. I understand. Amari Cooper here on the Rich Eisen Show. I do want to, in all seriousness, ask you what you thought of when you saw a fellow Crimson Tide player, Tua Tungavailo, on the turf last night on Thursday Night Football. I asked this of George Kittle earlier. You know, you are a guy who uh, puts it on the line every single snap as well there, but for the grace of football, gods can go any of you and your colleagues. Um, what do you think when you see when you saw that last night? What went through your head, Amari? Yeah, it was, it was terrible. I mean, it was very frightening and saddening at the same time because, I mean, I've been through that situation twice, but, I mean, his looked, it, it, his was very scary. Like, my, like when I was in that situation, and, and mine wasn't nearly as scary as his, and even though we were both unconscious. I know, I know how uh, afraid um, my family was and my friends were and how they were all, like, texting me and stuff like that. But, man, that was, that was, that was scary. I was real scared for him. And I, I, you know, I hope and I pray that he's, he's good. Like he has all his faculties in, in, in place and everything like that. Because it was, I was, and I was, I don't even know how to explain it. I was like real sad about that. Of course. I mean, the whole country, we were, our hearts were in our throats. But again, we're not the ones who are putting a helmet on every single week. Do you, do you feel like when you have gone through the concussion protocol that, that you, if you have one, it is caught and, and, what what are what are the pressures uh, a player might feel about getting back on the field, Amari? You have any thoughts you can share on that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, usually, usually you um you always want to play. I mean, that's just the nature of uh, of, of us NFL players. We're competitive. We always want to play. Um, I think uh, typically the protocol is like if they see you get knocked out, whether it's one second or ten seconds or something, they don't allow you to come back. But like. If you get hit or something and you're not, like, unconscious and you might be a little woozy, I think there's, there's some leeway there. Like, you'll go meet with the training staff. They'll talk to you. They'll, they'll see if you're, like, you know, slurring your words or if you you remember where you are, uh, you know what quarter you're in, uh, you know what day of the week it, it's in. If you don't get knocked out and you can answer all those questions, um, you know, typically they'll allow you to come back. But I think if once you get knocked out, no matter how short a time, then you can't come back. Because that's what happened to me in the past. Like, I, I was – put to sleep and everything like that. I wasn't allowed to come back, but I really wanted to play, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's like kind of the protocol. Amari Cooper, I really appreciate the time going down to uh, Atlanta. Um, and, you know, that's SEC country. I'm sure you'll be comfortable there. And it's a big opportunity, right? Three and one, certainly with Brissett um, currently there and Watson coming back, we assume, after 11 weeks. Um, this is a pretty big game for you. Would you agree on that front? Namar? Of course. Of okay. course. Okay. Do you have any message Every for Do you have any message for Do you have last one? Do you have any message for Cowboys fans as you go out the door? Any message for them? <laughs> nah, I don't got a message for Cowboys <laughs> fans. <laughs> Rich, can I can I tell Amari what he did against Georgia? Sure. I just looked this up. Okay. Two thousand twelve SEC championship game, eight catches, hundred twenty eight yards, game winning forty five yard touchdown pass. From AJ McCarron. You're just being humble. <laughs> <laughs> so he had, he had a light day at the office that day. You know, it was nothing. It was nothing. <laughs> yeah, I remember that uh, vividly, actually. It was um, my freshman year. It was one of my um, bigger games, actually, like coming on to the scene as a college football player. Even though it was towards the end of the year, I made like some, like, some really big plays in that game to where I knew that I could um, like really be able to play at the next level, you know? 
Amari, thanks for the time. Let's do this more on the regular if you're up for it. I really appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Really. Yeah, thank you for your time. Yeah, I'll be down to do it for sure. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Terrific. Amari Cooper. Amari at, Fridays. At Amari, Amari Fridays. At Amari Cooper 9 on Twitter and Instagram from New York. Cleveland Browns. Right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Take care. That's Amari Cooper, everybody. I think we have a new uh, laugh <laughs> to be putting in our... <laughs> In our uh, in our drops, right? Absolutely. <laughs> we got the Garland laugh. <laughs> we got funny. the Larry David laugh, right? <laughs> he was in a great mood. He was laughing right. a bunch. <laughs> I like that dude, man. He doesn't have any message for Cowboy fans. Uh, man. He really wanted to talk smack on the Raiders, too. <laughs> right? Well, I wanted to push him that way. <laughs> it sounded like it. <laughs> man. <laughs> I mean, I remember, guys. Do you remember, like four the years Cleveland ago? The Cleveland Browns are like, "We'll Sorry, take you." When the Cowboys, damn straight, you remember will. We were in the studio when the when the news came out that oh, the I Cowboys know. got it him. Was it was at like twelve oh five, right after the show. Right after the show, look look it up too. Would you please look it up? I don't think he's even remotely close to thirty, is he? Or he's twenty nine? He's he is, really. Young. He was born in ninety four, yeah, so he's twenty eight now. He's twenty eight. Yeah, he's really young. And they gave up on him. Who gave up on him? My front office. Man. 20 million. Well, the Raiders gave up on him but got a first round pick. Well, that's true. The Raiders did. But I don't care, I don't care about what they did. I'm talking about <laughs> us. Like, we had them in house. Do you house. remember when people were all over the Cowboys for giving up a first round pick for him? Well, we joked. We're like, Amari Cooper just got traded for a first round pick. We're like, Cowboys. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> that was around the time where Jerry Jones said that they were like the Rams offense, right? Like the McVay Rams offense. Were, and everyone's like, okay, Jerry. Okay, sure. Whatever, bro. And then yeah. Amari kind of opened things up in a way that you didn't well, think. He burst on the scene and was just oh yeah, I, lights out. And got paid, pizzaid, yeah. and then now he's a Brown. I tried to He's make myself, on top of an elf. I tried to make myself believe I didn't care that he was gone, but I, I can't even front. I care. Sorry to put it right there in front of you. Man. All right, when well, we come back, um, a whole bunch of week three games that um, interest, pardon me, week four, a whole bunch of week four games. Trust me, I'm not going to review week three games. Uh, week four games that I'm, uh, I'm really into that are kind of a, a little bit below the radar, not all of them, but when we come back, We'll take your phone calls as well. 844-204-RICH being the number to dial here on the show. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> there it is. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. 
You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you open up a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, you are opening up more than just doors. You're opening up potential, folks, and you're unlocking it. The potential to do your own thing, be your own boss, do your own success, blaze your own trail. Each and every Sprinter van that I'm talking about by Mercedes-Benz is built, designed, and equipped to let you hit that open road and take on any goal you set and help you follow your own passions, reawaken that spirit adventure, and check all those big, bold, fun, and exciting experiences right off your bucket list. When you own a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, it lets you live, work, and play out your dreams no matter how far off the beaten path that they're going to take you. And with 16 body types, your choice of a gas or diesel engine, and thousands of ways to customize, a Sprinter van is capable and versatile enough to help you drive your ambitions wherever you want to take them. So now's the time to discover what it is that moves you most. Don't wait. Unlock your potential inside a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. Dr. Alan Sills, the chief medical officer of the NFL, just went on NFL Network and told Judy Batista that, um, let me get this correct here, that um, throughout the week, an independent um, evaluation, an independent neurological evaluator took a look at Tuatungo Vailoa and found no signs of concussions. And that once they do this, um, once they do have this, study done it will be made public because they want to be completely fully released check for concussion symptoms every day since sunday and a neuro uh, expert who is independent had to clear him again my question is if there is an evaluation going on as to what happened why was he allowed to play while this investigation is going on what if the investigation came out well yeah this thing's got slipped up that thing and you allowed him to play if there's an investigation going on about something then He's not allowed to play. Like, that's what I'm like. Proto- was saying earlier, protocol plus. Protocol plus. You know. You mean on Sunday. Don't let him back in the game last no, week. No, that if he's led in the game last week and people are questioning, how the hell did he get back in the game last week? And we're like, we're going to do an independent study. Players Association in the league. Then until, if that's announced, if something happened that sparks an independent investigation that is now... You're in, the, you're in the protocol. It's as if you were concussed until we find out that you were not. That's what I'm saying is if something required an investigation, how is the guy allowed to play until the investigation is complete? Then you go out on the field and you see him with his hands like that. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the show. Um... Let's go to Terzo and Ira. He's been hanging on for quite some time. What's up, Terzo? All right. Hey, what's up, guys? All right. A little out of breath here. Was just holding a 25-pound bull uh, by the uh, head shoot and watching my dad doctor him, so I'm a little out of breath. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. Um, <laughs> that's a first for us, Terzo. Is that a first for you? 
A bull getting neutered? Oh, man, I grew up on I grew I grew up on a ranch. I'm just back home, and uh, we had a doctor this bull, so had to hold him in the head shoot while my dad gave him some uh, antibiotics to help with his uh, hoof run. Is this like a Jackie Sherrill moment that we just jumped in on here Amazing. on the Rich Eisen show? What's going on, Terzo? What's on your mind? <laughs> well, so the so last night with Tua, you know, when his hands went all exorcism, like, you know, it's just a scary moment. And and your heart goes out to him because I think if he kept playing in the game, I think they, they keep it pretty close, and I think they almost have a chance to win it. Um, and so I just, I, 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 just, I just feel bad for him. Also, I just hope with uh, Monday Night Football for our boy Kittle, he gets more than five targets because we need him to get more than that to win that football game on Monday. I appreciate that, Terzo. Catch your breath. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for holding on and while conducting your ranch work still. There's uh, Terzo calling in from the Yellowstone Ranch right there. (laughs) She's like, rip. Don't go to the train station. Good one. (laughs) That's funny. There's your new drop. There's your new Amari Cooper drop. Um, Did Kittle kind of hesitate when I asked him about how Jimmy G's handling everything? I don't think there was a kind of about it. He, he, He goes, hmm. And then you put that together with Steve Young yesterday, him talking about, you know, there's a lot of broken glass on the floor between the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo. But Jimmy stayed, right? Jimmy stayed. Jimmy, Jimmy got surgery. Jimmy got surgery. Didn't have so any Jimmy couldn't options. get traded. Right. Then Jimmy eventually wound up staying. And he knew if he took a pay cut and wound up starting that he'd be giving a cut rate to the team. But he also but he's knew also, if, he's if also he had a human. good season, you know, he'd hit free agency next year. And Is Jimmy getting upset? I think Jimmy's been upset. <laughs> okay, I need NFL Films music, sir. Yes, sir. I need NFL Films music just to get me in the mood. Because I'm going to set the stage. Week four has begun in the National Football League, and there are some great games coming up. There are not one, not two, not three, but four windows of football on Sunday. The full windows of football. I love it. Was that was that an old NFL films uh, <laughs> film? Four windows of football. Four windows of football. First the London game, then there were early games, late games, and the Sunday night football game. Four windows of football. You writing that down? There you go. The vaunted four windows of football. All right. Anyway, um, sure, the London game is uh, going to be of interest. <laughs> Sir Andy Dalton, no relation to Timothy Dalton. Is that, is that the last uh, UK Dalton of so. note? Was Timothy Dalton? His little <laughs> cup of coffee being James Bond? Well, what, 0014 is coming now, right? Hey. Is that what he's wearing in nice. New Orleans? Andy Dalton? So it looks like Andy Dalton is going to be going without can't guard Mike against the Vikings, who are going to have uh, Dalvin Cook with full practices under his belt, despite maybe needing a harness on his shoulder. Uh, but to me, the marquee matchup of the early window games on Sunday, Bills-Ravens, man. I mean, this is it. Josh Allen v. Lamar Jackson. Same draft class, easily the two most successful guys from that draft class back in 2018. Here we go. Josh Allen fully paid, fully long-term committed, and the other guy going year to year. And how's that going to affect play this year? Well, all he is is the 
most prolific touchdown thrower through the first three weeks of this season. Not Josh Allen. It's that guy, Lamar Jackson, with his 10 touchdown passes. Gabe Davis suddenly might not be able to go in this one. We know that back end of the Bills defense is banged up and green, but the Dolphins didn't take advantage of it. Will the Ravens in their sneaky, outstanding passing attack? Okay, like, let's go. How will the Bills respond from their first loss of the season? Ken Dorsey getting all of his belongings neatly arrayed in front of the camera. Let's go. Bank is open. The winner of this game is 3-1 and one and presumably um, in excellent shape at the quarter post point. The other one is 2-2. Two and two. So the Bills can go back atop the AFC East, although they'll be behind Miami if they're tied in record-wise because of the win in week number three. But the Bills would have the same record as the Dolphins, and the Ravens would be assured of having a piece of first with that game. Can't wait for that. Winner of that game is 3-1. and one. You know the winner of uh, another game where the winner's 3-1? and one? Giants-Bears. Hey! <laughs> One of these that's like the that's the truth by the end of sunday barring a tie either daniel jones or justin fields is going to be a three and one quarterback in the national football league facts wow day Bowl and his offensive genius going against and his defensive stout chicago bears Khalil Herbert getting uh, some run now in that offense. Can Justin Fields take care of business against the Giants in week number four? Winner of that game, yes, is 3-1 and one in New Jersey. How about down the road, down to Turnpike? How about the homecoming of Doug Peterson? Peterson? Mr. Philly Special is coming to Philadelphia, and yes. the Eagles team that he finds is now... The lone remaining undefeated team in the National Football League, quarterbacked by a current and early season MVP candidate in Jalen Hurts. But the offensive player of the week coming to the game belongs to the AFC team in this one. Yeah, Peterson's bringing his uh, young buck quarterback in uh, Trevor Lawrence. And the Jacksonville Jaguars win. They are going to still be in first place at the quarter post point. Can Doug Peterson come back in in his homecoming and spoil the party? The homecoming is Doug Peterson's. And as we all know, Jacksonville used to be everyone's homecoming. (laughs) Not this time. Unless the Eagles just make mincemeat out of this team like they've been doing to everyone else that they've been facing. Right. Except for the Lions. How about Jacksonville at Philly being a nice little week four game that nobody saw coming? Meanwhile, in Carolina, there have been only two instances in the history of the National Football League where the two opposing quarterbacks in a game won a Heisman Trophy at the same school. The only other times that we've seen it prior to this week's matchup between Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield was the matchup between the two last year and a matchup between the two in 2019. For the third time, we're going to see Kyler versus Baker. A little Boomer Sooner situation. In Carolina, Kyler's 2-0 and against Baker. Loser of this game is 1-3. and 
Ouch. There's a lot at stake in this contest. You're either two and two or one and three. Huge difference. One of these Sooners is going to make the other Heisman Trophy winning Sooners. The other one and three. Look forward to that one. All right, folks. This one's for me. I'm addressing you, the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders. Three letters for you. W, T, and an F. Put everything <laughs> from this table right here on the Rich Oxen Show. I put it on the line. Let's go. I looked at you when everybody's talking about Russ cooking in Denver. Now that he's left Seattle, he's going to cook in Denver. Missing ingredient. Here comes Russ cooking. I looked at the Chargers and getting Khalil Mack and getting J.C. Jackson and Justin Herbert another year. Looked at them. Looked at the Chiefs losing Tyree Kill, but they still had Mahomes and everybody else. I looked at all those people and I said, no. (laughs) I look at you, Las Vegas, and I crown you the winner of the AFC West. And how have I had that faith returned? In kind? No, very unkind. Not in kind, very unkind. Not a win. Zero wins. Not a win. Zero wins. Not a win. We're talking about wins. We're talking about wins. Zero wins. Zero. And who's coming zero. in into your house? Russ, and he's cooking. You got 11 points. Let's ride. How about let's ride this? <laughs> let's go. Let's go. And if you're up 20 to nothing, let's finish it. Because if you lose, you're 0-4. Oh. 0-4. And Russ and everything that's going on with Nathaniel Hackett and the, you know, game management coach and the weirdness of the play calling and Javante Williams just, like, getting almost as many snaps as Mike Boone. That team could be 3-1. and one. Huge game in Vegas. And then you got Tennessee and Indianapolis. Oh, yeah. Last time this matchup took place, remember Derrick Henry, despite winning in overtime because Carson Wentz made a stupid-ass throw. (laughs) The only way to describe it. (laughs) Derrick Henry broke his foot, remember? I do. These two teams, weird stuff happens. And boy, do the Tennessee Titans need to win. If they win, they'll be at 2-2. and And the Colts will be 1-2-1. and And Jacksonville could lose in Philadelphia. Hey, Tennessee, just like Cincinnati might be, Joey started 0-2, but look at us now. Or the Colts might, are they getting getting Shaq back? Let's take a look. Maybe Shaquille Leonard makes his start. They get healthier. Jonathan Taylor missed his first practice of his life, apparently, this week with a toe. Let's go. Follow up that Chiefs win. Why don't you show everybody that you don't need some weird, still to this point, unexplained personal foul penalty because Chris Jones said the wrong word. You don't get that help. Okay? Tennessee Titans have taken their heart pills. They've buckled up. They're coming to town. This is a big AFC South matchup between the two teams that we entered the season, assumed would battle it out for that division. Jacksonville's joined the fray. So that's a huge one in Indianapolis between Tennessee and the Colts. And those are the games that I'm looking forward to seeing in, in week number four. One more? Oh. All right, we'll get one more. All right, George. Give you one more. Yeah, sure. All right. Here you go. I got one more. I got one more. 
Well, Nobody's talking about this game. Nobody's talking about this game. Uh, uh, pretty much. How about Seattle and Detroit? How about how about like if we had to have a power rankings of teams that the weirdest stuff happens to? Oh gosh! I think the Chargers are 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 they, they've won a lifetime achievement award on that. They're yep. always number one. Uh-huh. But outside of that, Seattle. who plays weirder games in Seattle? <laughs> now, if this was in Seattle. I mean, you all, know, you all know that was when Calvin Johnson fumbled it in the end zone and K.J. Wright batted it out of the end zone and the refs are like, good play, K.J. That's legal. It's not legal. Nope. <laughs> that was in Seattle. This is in Detroit where, as you know, Lions, even if they fall down by 14, they're going to keep trying to take hunks out of your leg, right? <laughs> I think so. And then last week looked like Dan Campbell had his first road win as a coach and is an HC all locked up and then decides to go for a field goal rather than going for it on fourth down or punting. Look, these two teams just, I, I think this is poised to just be nuts. Please tell me Gus Johnson's calling it. I don't know if this will be one of those oh, Gus man. Johnson games because uh, this has got a Gus Johnson type yeah. nuttiness result written all over it. I can't wait for it. It seems like Amon Ross St. Brown is out. And the yeah. same thing with DeAndre Swift, which is unfortunate. But keep an eye on uh, Kenny Walker coming back to the state where oh. he just had a nice run at Michigan State. Uh, Rich, you, know, that guy. you know who's on the call? Our, our, our buddy Chris Meyer. Ah, oh, he's there. He's there. He's there. And, we're, uh, here. we're here watching. Hey, we're uh, here. You got a hey. nice little show, Rich. <laughs> Thanks for talking about my, my game. So here we go. Seattle and Detroit. Also, I, I don't think know about why the I haven't buckled in too, on that. I'm looking at their depth chart. TJ, you talked about having the little red letter next to your fantasy mm-hmm. player's name. Everyone on the Lions offense has a red letter. DeAndre Swift, doubtful. Uh, Amon St. Brown, out. DJ Chark, questionable. Josh Reynolds, questionable. Hawkinson, questionable. Uh, their fullback, Jason Cabinda, out. Uh, their left guard and starting center, questionable. Who knows what's happening in this game? Hey, and Gino's going to cook? Here we go. I know. <laughs> I don't know why Seattle and Detroit just fascinates me, but they do. That's, this is a game that will be sneakily featured on Red Zone. Like, just when you don't expect it. You're yeah. like, hey, uh, Seahawks are in the Red Zone again. <laughs> so, that's my preview for week four right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's go. Yes, sir. You can listen to the NFL and the NFL app on the Odyssey app or on WestwoodOneSports.com via Westwood One Station streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports, sponsored by AutoZone. Free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone. We come back, more of your phone calls, and there was another fascinating night in Major League Baseball to get to before hour number three when we throw open the studio doors for Joe Manganiello and What's More Likely. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets. 
at the Rich Eisen Show, and every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it, and then the all-in prices. That's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all-in before you purchase. So all the guests Work is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Uh, Patrick in Modesto, California has been on hold for a while. What's up, Patrick? Hey, what's up, Rich? What's going on? Hey, so since we're going to be watching history being made tonight, um, I have a couple questions for you. What history is being made tonight? Uh, You know, my boy Aaron Judge is going to break that record. Fantastic. I'd love to see it. That'd be great. You're not going to love what I have to say next, though. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll bite. (laughs) All right. Well... All right, so I'm I'm a Fresno State alma mater, so I'm okay. a big Judge fan regardless. Good. But I'm also a big Giants fan. Okay. So we don't want to see him go to the Mets because, you know, they suck. Chill, B. <laughs> but Great phone call. if he went to the Giants, <laughs> yeah? would you be mad? Um, well, first of all, um, you're right. I don't like what you had to say next. <laughs> you're correct. You're very yes, accurate. I have one more for you. I don't though. like I it at all. Answer this, okay? Yes. Okay. I like this guy, Patrick. So, if you didn't go to the Giants, if you, I have another team that I would really want to see on because the Yankees. I think the, the problem Mets. with the Yankees, you right? Is that Red he doesn't have someone that can bat behind him, so he's going to get what are you walked. About? You know? What if he went to the Mariners and batted behind Julio? Sure, that sounds great, Patrick. Um, wonderful, great idea, <laughs> great idea. What if he stayed in his Are own apartment? Are you walking around? You sound I out of breath. What are you doing? Are you on a treadmill? <laughs> are you on a treadmill? Where, where no. are you? Where are you? Uh, I'm at home. Okay. I've been kind of nervous because my dog has been a little sick with oh, the coma. So I'm no. sorry to hear that. My best yeah. to your dog, and and again, maybe you're just so out of breath with all these great takes you're having. Uh, maybe yeah, you're no, just I'll, out of breath. I mean, It'll be cool because he's from Fresno State, and if he stayed at the Yankees, Real cool. that's one of the most historic teams ever. But I'm saying, like, if he didn't stay on the Yankees, we don't want him to go to the Mets. That's true. If he went to the Giants, would you be mad? And yes. yes imagine how killer he would be on the Mariners. Hey, Thank you so much. Imagine if he just stays Best in his own dog. apartment and has Pete Alonso batting behind him okay. from now on. By the way, I, 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 I must push move, back. Chris. I'll push back at the notion there's no one to protect Judge, okay? Uh, there's a guy who hit 59 in a season who's there. He's a big man. Okay. Just as, just as just a for instance. Huh? I think he just struck out again. Uh, or he can hit a grand slam. He can hit a grand slam to make the night that Judge hit 60 a winning night. 
2023 team odds for Aaron Judge, Rich. Yankees, your favorite, plus Good. 175. Not going anywhere. Giants, plus 300. Mets, plus 55. I told y'all this weekend when there are fannies in every seat in Yankee Stadium, despite the fact that the Yankees have clinched all that they can essentially clinch. Hal Steinbrenner should look around and not think all those fannies in the seats can help defray his cost of getting a piece of AC Milan. He should say, let's take all these receipts and bundle them up and give it all to Aaron Judge when he asks for it. He's not going anywhere. Not going anywhere. And I do want to say this because I, I, I feel guilty when I keep saying this guy's the MVP and not Shohei Otani. Okay? I feel guilty because Shohei Otani is so amazing and let's yeah. enjoy what we're seeing right now in baseball. Especially since the conversation we saw or we had with Judge based on some of the comments from Roger Maris Jr. that echoes the sentiments of many people about the steroid era and what this means for judges' record and all of that stuff. Let's live in the moment as baseball fans because over the last two nights, Wednesday night and Thursday night, we saw on Wednesday night somebody hit a 61st home run in a playing season. Okay? And we saw that guy do it. And he is clean, as we all can attest, based on whatever baseball is trying to catch. And he's given the ball to his mom. And then on the next night, we see a guy on a 14-game hitting streak with 34 home runs throw seven and two-third no-hit innings of baseball. Okay? Back-to-back nights. We have seen that. And he, by all intents, is clean too. It's amazing. Back-to-back nights. 61st home run. Dude on a 14-game hit streak. Throws seven and two-thirds. Strikes out 10. of No hit ball. Amazing. And I, uh, I, I, I totally get Angels fans chanting MVP to him. Good. He is definitely your most valuable player. And you got Trout there too. So, it's pretty neat to see. Baseball deserves that sort of stuff. Uh, and 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 it was it was awesome to watch. As soon as the Thursday night game was over, I flipped right to we we all playing uh, in our poker night. We watched it, and uh, and he he gave up the hit a couple minutes later. By the way, when Garrett Cole had um, he had a perfect through, through five, yeah. Coop turned the game on. Oh no. Did you let him know he jinxed it? Well, he turned it on because the Major League, the MLB app. Oh, sent an alert? No. It says on the screen, perfect game next to it. What? It was it was Yankees three, Blue Jays nothing, and there's this red rectangle next to it that says perfect game. What? Yeah. Top six, it says perfect game, and Coops goes, I think Cole's got a perfect game. I'm like, okay, great. Who's running the app? We turned it on. Get that out of there. That's a we, jinx. We turned it on, and the perfect game ends on the spot, and Cooper says it was his fault and leaves the room. <laughs> That's my 
My man. <laughs> Says it's his fault, leaves the room, okay? And then the next guy gets on base, and now the Yankees potentially can lose the, the lead, the lose the lead, right? And eventually, two runs do come in, and they lose the lead. Coop comes back in the room, sees they lost the lead. Blame that on me. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and I'm like, am I raising a, 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 a psycho superstitious baseball yes. game? Yeah, yes. Is that what I'm doing? <laughs> Absolutely, you are. I had, <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Amari Cooper finds it funny. Another Cooper. And I told him, I'm like, buddy, like this would have happened had we not turned the game on. And he looks at me and he says, how do you know? How do I respond to that? <laughs> Just because you're, yeah. I'm like, come on, man. And then Judge hit the home run uh, next inning, and we, we talked about something completely different the rest of the night. <laughs> Whole family watched. Zan watched through the window. He was doing a workout in the backyard. Suze, Taylor, we were all around watching that. So special. And then last night, I mean, can't, can't say it enough. Unicorns, one in New York, one in Southern California. Or soon, two to be in New York. I saw that report that Otani would be open to the idea if the Yankees quote unquote try again oh yeah baby oh yeah a lot different than playing in Disneyland buddy I would agree (laughs) Mr. Steinbrenner's wild ride yeah he's tall enough to ride that ride a little different (laughs) Joe Manganiello coming up in hour three don't go anywhere I also think this Otani season is is literally just like better than last let's create another award like, just create most outstanding player, Major League Baseball. Just do it. The NFL has the MVP and most offensive player of the year, offensive player of the year and defensive player like, of the year. Like, let's just do it. Why, like, why, should, why can't we do that? Like, what are we waiting for? Why can't we do it? Name it after, name, I mean, it's Clemente's anniversary of his 3,000th head. He would be a great most, you know. Just name it after Roberto Clemente Award goes to the most outstanding uh, offensive player. Hank Aaron's already got an award, doesn't he? Does he? Is, the, is that the silver? The, the silver slugger I don't know. is named. Oh, there's Aaron? the internet right in front of you. <laughs> it's in front of you too. Yeah, I don't know why I'm you hosting. always say that. I'm hosting. I could keep talking while you. But enjoy. I was the first one who brought up this conversation. Fine, I'll look it up. Jeez. I'm All I'm saying is, is like Rich Eisen show. Thank you. Just create an the award. Hank Aaron Award is given annually to the MLB players selected as the top hitter in each league. It's voted on by baseball fans and member of the media. There you go. Kind of. Yeah, but the, you can't name Otani's top hitter in the league when he's also a, a great pitcher. Right. Otani's 15 and 8, man. This doesn't make sense. I know. Isn't it crazy? No, no, until the 8th. Like, come and on. And guess what? There are 30 games under 500. There's nothing to do well, with that. I 30 just, games don't, don't like, I've already said we're not going there. Let's not go there. How? Let's just not go there. No, I said this has to do with him. Guys, he's let's not go part. there. Let's not go there. TJ didn't spend all that time Googling to, to, <laughs> to go true. negative. Great job, It TJ. didn't take long. It really didn't. Great job. Great job. <laughs> TJ's new fantasy segment, What's More Likely, and Joe Manganello. Great third hour coming up. 